Hello everybody, how's everyone doing? I hope you guys have just been doing great. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying the weather. I mean, let's just say spring is finally here and it's here to stay. Am I right? Let's hope so. I just wanted to say thank you for joining me for today's episode of Popular Misconceptions About Christians. I'm very excited about this episode. I feel like the um, the last few weeks, this has been sitting on my heart, and it's finally the right time to record it. And this is actually the second time. So the second time is a charm. Let's hope so, right? So there's going to be five main things that I'm talking about throughout this episode. Um, five major misconceptions that... Um, I tried to remember whenever I was a non-believer how I viewed Christians and maybe even how Christians view other Christians. So I'm going to dive right on in. So the first one is that your life is perfect. I mean, okay, come on, guys. Let's be real here. You expect uh, just people who follow God, their life to be perfect? I mean, that's just that's just such silliness because it's like everybody still goes through things everybody still has um everyone still goes through deep valleys everyone still goes through moments where they're on the mountaintop screaming for joy it's like we're just normal people too but the thing is is that we have our lives devoted to jesus and um we are living for jesus we're living for something bigger than ourselves and I think that many people outside of the church think that Christians are perfect or that they're just supposed to be perfect. And let's just get this out there. The truth is, is that we're not perfect. We're so far from perfect. And um, even though we're Christians, that means that we still sin and that we still mess up. You know, we're just like you, just like... Um, just like maybe someone who doesn't follow the Lord, like we're, we're still sinners. And um, that's why we're in need of such, such a savior. And it's such a blessing. The Bible tells us that we all sin and that we all fall short of the glory of God. That's in Romans 323. Um, throughout this episode, I'm going to be throwing a good bit of verses at you. So I'm just going to uh, name where the verse is. And if you want to look it up on your own time, I recommend it. But just that's just besides the point. So, um, anyways, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. My husband is not perfect. If you're looking for perfect people, the person that you need to look for is Jesus. And, um, that's the only person that you're ever going to find on this entire earth that is perfect in every single way. He is perfect. And the way that he lived, he did not sin. He lived a perfect life while he was here on earth. And, um, it's, it's God alone. God alone is the one who's perfect. That's in Mark 10, 18. And, you know, none of us are perfect because we all have a sinful nature and we're all prone to sin. So if a Christian has told you that all Christians are perfect, they are wrong because we are not. We are ordinary people in need of a great savior. And often the people outside of the church, I feel like, can place a higher responsibility sometimes, maybe, on Christians because we call ourselves Christians. And then, you know, like, they can put all these expectations on us, like, expect this from us, expect this from us, expect us not to mess up. Oh, um, 
they did this and now they're not perfect or whatever. It's such a big deal. But newsflash, we mess up too. Like we're not perfect either. And I just feel like that's such a big thing. Like people just view us as like, oh, they really got their life together. Oh, like they don't go through the hard things like I do. Oh, they don't struggle with this. Oh, um, they've never had to deal with this. I guarantee you that that we've all dealt with things that are very similar to each other. Very similar. It's just we have someone that we can go to um, to help us through that. So the next big misconception is that being a Christian means following a set of rules. Well, holy cow, guys. Let's just, let's get this out. The first thing that Christianity is not is that it's not just a rule book. It is not set on rules. It is not just you must do this. You must do this. Do this. It is not stern. Um, and I feel like many individuals believe or maybe that they've even been taught that Christianity is based on rules that you have to follow. And the truth is, is that it is not based on rules. It is based on Jesus Christ. And thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord. I mean, that is just so amazing because I'm so thankful that it's based on him. I'm so thankful that everything that, that I do in my life is to look to, I can look to Christ to because I fail. I mess up. I'm not perfect. And if there was a rule book, I probably would break a bunch of those rules because I'm not perfect. And, um, it's just, it's such a blessing that, that Jesus doesn't give us a rule book. And, um, I think that sometimes it's, um, overlooked kind of in a way that we have the Bible because the Bible, okay. How I see the Bible is it's just like, Jesus is just kind of like, you want to, you want to live a good life? Like, do you want to, um, like follow after me, be blessed by me here? Read this, read what I recommend, read what, read what, uh, what, what will work and what doesn't work. And it's like, come on, why wouldn't you want to read that? Like, why wouldn't you want to dive on deep into that? Like, there is a whole guide in this book to how you can live a life and be blessed abundantly. Like, why would you not want to read that? That is just, it's incredible. It is, man, I'm so thankful for the Bible. I'm so thankful that we have that word to read and to allow ourselves to, um, learn from it. I mean, it's incredible. The Bible's really clear that um that we can't do enough good things to save ourselves throughout our life. And without a relationship with Jesus, all of the things that we're doing are just selfish motives like oh, how can I how can I make my life better? Oh, I can get a better car. Oh, I can get a bigger house. Oh, I can get all the luxury clothes. Um you know, it's like all of these things and it's like, it's not, um, it's, it's not the things that you're going to become saved by. The only thing that you can become saved by is Jesus. And that's the only person too. So number three is that people can get to heaven based on how good they are here on earth. So the Bible tells us that actually none of us are good enough to go to heaven on our own in Romans 3, 9 through 11. And it's actually crazy because whenever I first became a believer, 
Sorry, if you hear crinkling in the back, it is Leland playing with his little crinkle book. Anyways, whenever I first became a believer, um, there was actually a conversation that I had with someone who wasn't a follower of the Lord. And they, um, they literally asked me that question. Well, what do you think if someone is good, someone's good to people, someone um, volunteers, someone lives a good life, but they don't give their life to God? Do you think that they still go to heaven? And um, we are not, um, we are not here to do all of the things and then get into heaven. There's nothing that we can do or earn. There's nothing that we can do to earn or work for salvation. And salvation is only giving by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. That's in John three sixteen through 17. And it's like, yeah, you can be good. You can have the good job, have the good relationship. But it's not living a good life that saves us. It's that once we're saved, we finally start to live a good life. And that good life is a righteous life. That good life is being devoted to God, to a higher calling, to the purpose that he's calling you to. And it's incredible. Like, it's it's so amazing to um, live your life knowing that you are worthy and loved and um, chosen by someone and that all of the things that you do could not push away his love for you. It's like, no matter how bad you screw up, no matter what mistakes you make, um, that, that is never going to push his love away from, from you and from what you've done. And it's, it's not, it's never about what you do. It's never about what you do. It's about your heart. And God wants to heal your heart. Like all of the broken pieces in your heart. God wants to just put band-aids on all that and stitch you back up. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that we don't have to do things to earn our salvation. Because if we did, I guarantee you I'd fall short. Next, number four. So sex is just wrong. Okay, this one's a big one because I feel like even just me, um, whenever I was, whenever I first got saved and I wasn't um, pursuing, I guess, like looking for a relationship uh, at the time. Yeah, I wasn't looking for a relationship. So it was before I was with my husband. I honestly viewed sex as being wrong. It's like, it is not okay. Like, it is bad. Every time I thought about it, it is definitely bad. And that is not the case at all. Like, God created sex. But he designed it to be experienced within the marriage relationship and not outside of it. He didn't, um, he didn't design it for two people who are just dating or two people who aren't even seeing each other and just hooking up. He did not design it for that because scientifically it is cho it's, um, not chosen. Scientifically it's proven that whenever you do have sex with someone, that there is literally a part of you that stays with them. And that's one reason why he restricted it to being between a husband and a wife. And sex brings so much intimacy between the husband and the wife. Because if you look at it, seriously, sit and think about it for a second. The husband 
is seeing parts of his wife that nobody else in the entire world gets to see. And that's vice versa for the wife. The same thing for the husband. And we, like for me as a wife, I'm the only person that gets to see that side of my husband and vice versa. And it creates such a deeper relationship for the two of you because um, it's um, something that God designed for you, for your pleasure, for um, your marriage, for the intimacy to grow. And I just feel like Christians shouldn't, like definitely shouldn't consider sex to be a bad thing when it takes place within the marriage union. Like, like for me, like whenever I first got saved, I did, I saw it as a bad thing. But however, when it's occurring outside of a marriage or it's occurring between two people who, um, like I said earlier, who may just be dating or may just be hooking up for a night, whatever it's occurring and taking place there, that it's just, it's sinning. And um, it's not the way that God intended it to be. God specifically designed it for the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And that intimacy just continues to grow and get deeper. So like kind of why would you want to do that with someone else if you're not planning to marry them or if they're not your your spouse? Um, because that's a piece of you that that you're not going to be able to give your husband or your wife one day. And um, it's just whenever you realize, uh, it took me forever to realize that it is such a good thing. It is such a beautiful thing. It's such, um, it's such an intimate thing and it can really just get pushed down and pushed to the side. Like, no, we don't view it as being wrong. We, it's, um, we view it as God intended it to be. And the last thing is that we as Christians cannot have fun. And let me tell you what, that is the biggest lie I have ever heard because the truth is, is that Christians can have fun. Like we can have a blast. I do things and I think that they're so much fun. Like I do things with my friends, think that they're fun. I do things with Leland, think that they're fun. I find things that bring myself joy and I think that it's great. And it's just like things that the world calls fun, like getting drunk or getting high or doing other activity activities. Those things are truly not fun. And it's like, from my perspective, um, I don't know if I share this in my testimony episode or not, but before I was saved in high school, I would drink and go to parties and this and that. And, and I would never do it for fun. I was never, um, necessarily doing it to have fun there was always a heart issue not like a health issue you know what I mean right like there's always like something going on in my heart like um pieces of my heart that just needed mended and I, I had a hurting heart and um those were reasons that I did it like things were going on in my life and uh and I just chose to do that because I thought hey like this will bring me some joy and take my mind off of it right so it's like, I can truly tell you that doing that, like drinking, did not bring joy. It did not bring, um, it didn't bring like true fun. And it's just like, it's just not true. Like 
It's not true. Christians can have fun just as long as it doesn't go against the teachings of the Bible. Like, we can have fun and glorify God. Like, we can have fun and still be living our life the way that God wants us to. That's never something that, that, uh, isn't a question. It's never something that can't happen or that we can't do. Like, I just think that that's crazy. Like, I don't know. I just kind of see it too as like, if you're all together and like trying to do something, like you have to drink to have fun. Like you can't just talk and like communicate like normal or it doesn't have to be like normal, but like you can't just have fun being your true selves. Like you have to add something else to it. Like God says you're perfect. Well, not, no, we're not perfect, but you know what I mean? Um, like God is, God made you to be exactly who you're meant to be. Like not add things to that, take away things. Like you have that person inside of you that can ha- go and have fun without having to drink or, um, get high or do, do other things. I don't, I don't really know what the other things may be, but you guys get the memo, right? So <laughs> I feel like that was a lot, but I just feel like there's so many things that like people view Christians badly for or like kind of like we're so strict or, um, kind of, uh, strict. I can't think of the other word what I was going to use, but anyways, um, it's like, I just, I don't want people to be seen as that. I want us to be able to, um, love other people. I want us to be able to be open and share our faith. And that was the reason why I really wanted to create this episode was because if these are things that are keeping people away from knowing Jesus, we need to take all of those things, crumble them up and throw them in the trash because any barriers that people have um, between them and coming to the Lord, we need to take away. We need to try and plant the seed because everybody deserves to know the love of Jesus. There is not one person who doesn't deserve to know that Jesus loves them, that, that he has a purpose for them, that his plan is far greater for them, that he wants to bless them. People deserve to know this. And, um, these misconceptions can be in the way of that. So I just, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, friend, whoever's listening. If you have someone who may be tiptoeing on the edge of, of their seat or, um, they have questions about faith, but they haven't really taken that step. I want you to take that step and send this to them. Send it to them. Let's plant the seed together. Let's do it together so that all of these bad things that they think in their head that, um, can be wrong about us and followers of the Lord. Let's get those things away. Let's crumble them up and throw them in the trash together because they deserve to know the joy that Jesus can bring to their life. Um, that, that really sums up what I have to say. I'm so passionate about this. I really hope and I pray that this goes far beyond just this episode. Maybe this can bring up conversations between friends, between families. Let's, let's unite. Let's, let's draw a circle around everybody. Let's not just keep in our bubble. Let's include everybody and let's, let's love people. Let's love each other. And most importantly, let's let them know that Jesus loves them too. See you next time, guys.